oh man, I'm sore. I've been like, you know, new year, new me. I went, I went to the gym again. I'm going to lose a million uh-huh. pounds. I'm going to be so sexy. I'm going to, I'm going to weigh 17 pounds in two weeks. Cause, cause that's my new year's resolution is to finally do a thing that I haven't done for 30 years. I don't know what's going to go wrong, but boy, am I sore and all oh, do my boobs feel good. Why are you working out in January? I just, I, I just naturally assume, it. like, even if I'm going to the gym regularly, I don't go in January. Dude, it's uh, <laughs> I was like, you I'm, should make a February New Year's resolution. Is what you should do. I should make the the problem with New Year's is that my birthday's in January, so like it feel it feels like just such a complete new start situation. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't go to the gym for a couple weeks. Let me go back. And that was a mistake. I watched a lady uh, try and do like a lat pull down. And then <laughs> she got, she got like pulled up off the bench because she only weighed like 90 pounds. <laughs> and then she fell over. And then a bunch of people came running to help. And I was like, I think they have it under control. But like, dude, dude. Um. <laughs> doing pull ups on the lat pull down machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I I was there to I was there to people watch and um I think that I just need to I uh I should treat myself to like a like a squat rack in the backyard and then I'll just make the gym obsolete. I think that's actually yeah. what I should do. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Nah. I also have a New Year's resolution. What is it? I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Me uh, either. To be honest. So uh, but I guess I had already made this resolution before the New Year's, but I guess it'll kind of apply, which is that I'm going to try hard content more. So I'm making YouTube videos, making YouTube shorts. I started a new podcast with Insania and Quinn. I may have some, some or a lot of free time this year. We'll see how it goes. It's the beginning of the year, so, you know, it's like... How many we, we, we I like I know about many events that are coming up, but I don't know if I'm getting invited to any of them sort mm-hmm. of deal. Uh, and well, it's already from what what little I've heard is already disappointing. So we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens. I feel like we have had this conversation. Almost every January for about four years now where like the anxiety just naturally hits a peak because because the Mm -hmm. season's over and you're a freelancer and you're a contractor and you go, what does the future hold? And the last couple of years seems like it panned out pretty okay, but no DPC this year seems scary. Yeah, my anxiety is the highest it's been since I left joint Dota. Wow. And that... That year also went pretty poorly, invitation-wise. So, not a good track record for being super anxious. I'm always a bit anxious about it, but this year I'm I'm pretty fucking anxious about it. I, I don't know. I don't know how much work I'm getting, and if I am getting work, I don't know how much money I'm getting out of that work, mm. which is. Uh, it's also another thing. So I've got some, you know, I've got some uh, some other pots that are that are cooking right now. You know, put some other pots on the stove, and they're 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 getting to boil. You know, 
yeah see I'm, if i can generate some extra income other places i'm seeing i'm seeing like a like a breath of youtube content i've gotten served the shorts on my own feed so that's a good sign if anybody yeah, yeah. if anybody sees because they follow cap or cypher or whatever on youtube if you see the thing just like take the 60 seconds to watch it because it'll help yeah, them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude click through rate is insane it's it's crazy i'm just not really a youtuber both mm-hmm. a creator of youtube videos or a consumer of youtube videos mm-hmm. like what i get out of youtube is usually very specific click through rate is insane man people have no attention span <laughs> it's crazy Sh- my, the click through rate on my shorts which are 60 seconds or less is insane because less than like 30% of people finish out the fucking video crazy stuff now granted i don't i don't have anything that's like really really good uh, shorts cuz i understand like if a really really good short people will rewatch and then you get over 100% of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have like that kind of material yet, but it is pretty crazy how people just can't consume things. And, and that's why whenever I, I got asked about it today, I did an AMA today, I got asked about long-form content, uh, like one-on-one long-form interviews like Thorin does. And I'm just like, I mean, Thorin does it, like Thorin can get it because he's done it for a fucking decade. I don't know if even if I started that and tryharded it, I'm not sure if people are actually fucking watching that shit because I agree. Boy, algorithms and between the algorithm and the, the people's attention span, uh, that shit doesn't seem really viable. It's hard. There's a reason why if you like watch like these youtube gurus or see what's successful a lot of stuff follows a similar um you can kind of call it mr beast-esque formula like oh i'm making a short and my short has to have a hook this is kind of similar to tiktok too my short has to have a hook within the first second literally second because people are and you know people listen to this probably experiences to be from their own like personal tiktok use or youtube short use right so like and and if you're not people are just scroll 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 and you have to catch them in a second with like a question or something exciting or something loud or something visually stunning like you have to skinner box the 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 the, the fuck out of people's brains so that they stop scrolling it's similar to the YouTube clickbait and thumbnail wars and like meta that goes on, but it is a completely separate thing. It is so much of what you do has to be in service to people watching past like five seconds of the short, 30 seconds of the long form video. And it is somewhat the bane of my existence because I have been, you know, I think I spent a lot of last year really like learning and iterating and trying about that stuff for, for work and, you know, try trying to like actually truly learn about it. And it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. And one of the things that you said that like, I really empathize with is that I think my viewing habits on these platforms. And first off, I don't watch a lot of TikToks, And if I do watch shorts, it's generally new shoe shorts. And even then I don't watch a lot of it. They're not what, 
the general audiences. Like if you want something to go viral, you're looking for somebody who is on that platform all the time, hours a day, and you're catching their attention. And that's just not me. When I go to YouTube, I click a video that's in my subscription feed from somebody I know that I like, and then I watch it. Or I seek something specific out. I don't even subscribe to people. I mean, I, I do, but I don't really like go through my subscription feed. I don't really have content creators I regularly consume YouTube content from. So. <laughs> mm. I, I, I do. I probably have like an hour or two a week. Uh-huh. Good. But. Yeah, that's a, that's a fucking, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird game. It's like, I, I went through, have you ever gone through, uh, like, the biggest uh, YouTube shorts? For yep. games or something like that. Yep. I did it for Dota. Dude, that content is so fucking mediocre. Yep. Is the thing. It's just like, it, it's all the fucking same, which is like some, some, some guy is like probably fucking smurfing, you know, playing against like 2K players, does some fucking weird build, goes on a fucking rampage, doesn't play very well. Like he he's not he doesn't look like a nine or ten k player now now some of these are like some of them are you know miracle pog uh, you know maybe a dendy fucking video or something like that but like most of the time watching these plays they are not actually good mm-hmm. it's just some guy fucking stomping over some other fucking team and getting a rampage and that said getting fucking hundreds of thousands of views. It's so fucking boring and uninspired. I think I there's know. actually not good Dota short form content. Uh is is is, yeah. is is what I found. And I also think that's why like I've had some moderate success with some of the, the liquid stuff I've done because there's just not a lot of good stuff. I think that it falls into a couple different buckets. It's like highlight plays, which are hard on shorts because watching Dota in a vertical format vertical yeah is hard <laughs> yeah. because either you're shrinking the screen and it's physically small what you're looking at or you're cutting it up or you're not seeing everything you want to see like it's I, I don't think there's like a way that people have cracked how to really show dota or even league that much like in that vertical format it's rough so highlight plays are funky but popular like tips and tricks stuff and like patch stuff um there isn't a lot of people doing that but i've seen like some of that be successful or like weird builds um and then and there's people who do like you know more personality based content which is like the here's a clip from mason's stream here's a bit of a podcast here's you know this this interview that happened at at a tournament like what have you so those are kind of the three buckets of dota short form that that i see yeah, I'm seeing um um you you have some very successful videos. Uh for some of these YouTube shorts. The uh all of them are how-to videos. Yep. All your most successful ones are how to storm chair it with blitz. Uh and then like two insania like how to support sort of deal and then Nisha how to solo carry with TA and Zai Teaches you how to play Earthshaker and Boxy showing you how to play Pudge. Those are all of your like hundred thousand plus yeah. videos. I think the well, Boxy I mean, one's like a half comp. million, there's you know. There's, yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. All right. Well, 
<laughs> I guess I know what content I'm going to be putting out now. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually had um, a an idea uh, for content, which was uh, instead of interviewing pros one on one, getting them to share um, gameplay tips. I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I can just so basically, yeah, it was basically kind of that. Uh, but I guess a longer form was my initial thought. But yeah, that just and then I'm free to do whatever players and teams I want. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not limited by one team like you are. I'm trying to push an agenda, my guy. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I do think that that would that that could be successful. Even just you know like one tip from Quinn playing Pango. Like if I'm if if, if Gaiman is not putting that content on their YouTube, then I don't know why. I assume that they might even be. I haven't looked at theirs. Yeah. But it's uh, I'm gonna look. Pe- people like react stuff. People like tips. People like you know gameplay highlights. Those those seem to be the things. Um, mm. I want to experiment more with voice comms this year because I do know that we're able to get them for kind of the first time from ESL in like a pretty consistent way. Uh, so so I think okay. that I think that making content around voice comms uh could still be pretty fresh. But it's gaming gladiators hard. doesn't really. I mean, they do short stuff, but it looks like it's all like land stuff. Nothing that's been really successful. It's hard. Uh, yeah. I guess they do a lot of it. It's just none of it's been successful. But I imagine their YouTube is a lot smaller than your guys's. Mine, actually, and compared to their actual videos, yeah, their shorts are way less successful compared to their actual videos because you know they they're getting twenty, thirty k views on these videos. Yeah, that's about what I'm doing, and I'm and I'm at like twenty thousand subscribers now, which is like actually not a great metric anymore, but it's still yeah, somewhat it's, important. It's all fucking voice com videos. Hmm. Well, I can't replicate that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't just do more content. I saw I saw you you touch on a second. You did do an AMA today. If people want to go back and read I some did. of that through the Reddit, I I I poked through some of it. Um. It's always inter- people treat you nice. <laughs> I, I, think there, I think there were a lot of like genuine like curiosity and like genuine support and like clearly people who know some of your story, uh, you know, asking questions in there, which which I thought was really cool. Yeah, pays to to have been around for a long time, and it pays to have been on Reddit for a long time. I think I've interacted with a lot of Dota redditors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've done a lot of congratulations on hitting immortal posts, you know. <laughs> um, and, and have, you- I, have I ever told you that story? I've told this story to so many people. Have I ever told you that story about uh, what Toby told me, the first ESL on Frankfurt? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, you can, you can probably still go back to the very first ESL on Frankfurt. It was in 2014. You can probably still go back and find that there was a Reddit thread about Toby uh, being out there, like in the general public, for like an hour plus signing autographs. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that Reddit post even became a thing, I remember, uh, like, me and him would go to these events, and I would basically be a fucking photographer for people. <laughs> Because they would be like, oh, Toby, and they would have no idea who I was. And I, but I would be with them and be, be like, can you take a photo? Yeah. 
so I was basically his f- fucking photographer for a, a shit ton of fans. And, <laughs> uh, and I remember after one time where he took a picture or did, did an autograph for somebody, he said, yeah, I like taking the time to do these things because every single person that I sign an autograph for that's a guaranteed upvote on Reddit when I need something. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, that's such a fucking cynical way to look at that human interaction. What the fuck? That's that's so that's so like transactional. That's so that's so transactional. And I remember thinking at the time I was like, Man, I wish <laughs> I wish people wanted my autograph. <laughs> I was like, I, I just think that would be nice. I just think that would be cool. <laughs> that they would think I was cool enough that they would want my autograph. <laughs> the Toby's over here. Yeah, every single person is like one upvote. <laughs> How do you boil people down to that? Hey, every person, that's that's a little bit of internet karma. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. That's I, 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 I don't like that. Uh, yeah, that's you know. I've never once thought about it, people that way. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say that there are there are interactions like that that I've looked back on and have been like, man, I was way too nice about <laughs> these things. Way too like trying to understand the other person and like what they mean and what they're <laughs> like when they say something like that. Just be like, okay, that's a shitty thing to say. What if you also just think that you're like eight years older now? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, it's definitely, definitely one of the life lessons I've learned is that, that I, I think I'm way too. That I, I was way too. Uh, I wanted to see the good in people too much mm. that I would ignore the the bad things. You know, the red flags. Yeah. Did that ever burn like, you in relationships? Uh, no, because I, I think weirdly enough, I think my gut is pretty good when it comes to finding good people, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a relationship, right, you're actively seeking out a person, right? And you choose that person as opposed to uh like friendships and and acquaintances and stuff like that where you're forced into um a situation a social situation with them and then you're like okay you are now kind of a thing no matter what in that sort of situation i would look for you know good things about them basically so you want another example of that yeah i do okay (laughs) i remember this was at mlg MLG so long ago. Columbus. Yeah, this was... Uh, 2017? I think, the, I think it might have been the first MLG Columbus. Uh, so that was like 2015, I think. 2015, yeah. Pretty sure it was 2015. Uh, and... I remember there was... it was He was probably a contractor. There was basically some uh, some backstage production guy. Uh, one of the stage production guys. Um, and he asked us, Toby and me, about like 
the game and stuff like that. He was just like he was an older guy and he just seemed genuinely curious about like what was going on. Um and so he asked about the game and it led to him asking like so do these guys like do they make real money off of this? And he said it like he he again, he was being genuinely curious. He wasn't trying to be a dick about it. But Toby's response was like, yeah, those guys up on stage make more than you will in a lifetime. <sighs> and I, I immediately stepped in and I was like, yeah, I mean, they'll make more money than any of us, right? <laughs> that, that, like, that's the kind of like, I immediately was like, oh, he fucked up saying that. And I immediately was just like, oh, I need to like, like my, my assumption at the time was he didn't mean to insult this guy. Uh, and uh, you know it's entirely possible he didn't, but like I'm just saying, like my gut, like my immediate reaction was to like smooth it over and make it instead of instead of us against you, it's yeah us, like you and you and me both, man. Those guys, those guys play for millions. We'll never make that kind of money, am I right? You know. Oh man, oh. that's another one of those interactions. I look back on, it, I'm just like, ah, oh, that was. <laughs> Really shouldn't have tried to smooth that over as much as they did. I've uh, I, I I have a couple stories of talent who've done similar things. Like I've I've heard people streamers be like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, my sub income is more than you make in five years. <laughs> it's such a fucking gross and, thing. To and say. I'm like, so why wrong with you? Why are you talking to the photographer like that? They're just <laughs> trying to take your photo. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Ah. You know what that the, you know what that comes from, right? Though that that comes deep from like insecurity, a place deep insecurity, yeah. right? Which I, and you know, uh, I think Toby probably was right. He was he was insecure because he also you know grew up on a time of esports being way more frowned upon. So yeah, it was just one of those. Was uh, what a what a, I don't, what a gross even... social interaction! What is wrong with you that you think you could say that to somebody? Do you know? So I, I was looking at MLG Columbus up on uh, up on Wikipedia, and MLG mm-hmm. Columbus like speed gaming winning RTZ winning MLG. That was that was November of 2013. Yes, it was. Sorry, I was not speaking of that MLG Columbus, the very first one. I was talking about when they came back in and they did a oh, league okay, with Join okay, Dota, okay, okay, okay. and it was one of their smaller. Uh, it was they did three different events. It was one in Columbus, one in uh, Austin, Texas, with the X Games, and the other one was in New Orleans. So the first one was in their home studio in Columbus. Whew. I'm I'm also yeah. just. Anxious thinking about that. It's been a year since our cheesy one, a decade since our cheesy one. MLG. Oh man, what happened to everything? Yeah. Oh, we're so old. Oh, he's a quick streamer. Yeah, got to do that. Gamble. I, I, I don't think I'll just say this right now. I don't think Artizi's ever going to win again. Uh, like I'll be honest, I just don't think that he can. I, I think him becoming a kick streamer. Even with all the good intentions in the world, mm-hmm. right? Basically, once you kind of make that kind of money, and sure, he was kind of he was already making that kind of money. I just think once you start making that kind of money, that kind of like 
I'm good for the rest of my life kind of money, whether it's his stream, whether it's his salary. On, like, you're just going to have a much harder time competing against the, the, the field that is a lot hungrier than you, sometimes quite literally hungrier than you, you know? I, I think there's just a lot more people who are going to want success more. Ertizi has already succeeded, maybe not in the way he wanted to, but he has succeeded. And I think once you get that kind of success, it's hard to repeat success, you know? OG did it because they, they were like, they were fucking telling each other, you know, fucking, don't, don't, nobody believes in us. The world, either we are a fucking fluke. They all think we're a fucking fluke, you know? We'll fucking show them real tribalism. <laughs> us against the world, you know? Like, you have to do those sort of things in order to keep that drive going. Yeah, I mean, Arteezy might just be a little comfortable now. <laughs> Arteezy yeah. and Shopify also, uh, they lost to nouns in the uh yeah, in, in in the bet boom qualifiers today it's a great example of what i'm talking about man is you know nouns you know the nouns guys probably want it more yeah you know they want it more gunner so. and storm and yuma and fly what is uh have you been tracking any of the uh of the bet boom dacha qualifiers those are all just like starting and happening right about now eh that's uh that's yeah. like next month. That's in like a couple weeks. This is like three weeks people are gonna be out in a home in Dubai. Yeah, I'm keeping up with the results um of it basically, but I'm not watching too many of the I watched like two games today, um early on, the NA games. Uh, I watched the first two of Nouns in <laughs> EG or Shopify, whatever. Uh, and I've kept up with the results of Southeast Asia, so I saw like Talon lost the Mongolian team, uh, but I haven't watched the the games themselves. Pilot Diamond had a really we're back sh- short coaching gig. <laughs> oh, is he co- is he coaching Talon? Yeah, he just. Uh, uh, I think that was that was yesterday. He got announced as uh, the Talon coach. It was the first time he's done anything for about a year and a half, if not a bit longer. He was playing mm. in Southeast Asia, I think, before then, and then North America. But uh, yeah. He was he, he took a, took a little breaky poo and he, and he came back to be the talent coach and then they lost to the Mongolian team so might be well, a bit of a yikes. Yeah, I mean that's not great for them, but it is kind of a good sign. Uh, right, my previous concern about Southeast Asia was just like, well, I mean, it's still kind of seeing the same fucking names, you know, and now it's Southeast Asia and China in the same you know qualifiers so then that's going to make it even tougher for Mm -hmm. c teams to be able to get through in the first place and uh you know to have a squad like them like i I don't really know anything about the the ihc the mongolian guys i don't really know anything about them um so the fact that they're basically the great c hope for getting a qualifier spot here uh you know that's that's nice i think nice breath of fresh air bring some some new talent and, yeah, they, they, they're they playing uh, the upper bracket finals against the new Azure Ray, which is, let me get this right, Ori and Faith Beyond have came out of retirement to play on Azure Ray with FY, and that means that the team that was Azure Ray with XXS and Q is now Extreme Gaming, and they have taken an old qualifying spot from Azure Ray. They took the invite because they have more players, and also Ame is playing on Extreme Gaming. 
Yeah. Instead of uh, we were talking about that at uh, at ESL one because they they basically already knew that they were changing teams and players, mm -hmm. but we weren't sure how much we could talk about that because we don't necessarily know. But it was like you know Jack Jack said you know like hey there was this announcement it probably puts you know it probably puts this guy in a in a fucking bad position because Ami's probably gonna be taken over him you know so yeah it's kind of a kind of a shit situation for for him winning uh winning a land and then changing you know getting switched off the team but new extreme does look pretty hype ame xm xxs shin q dy and i'm going to assume azure ray is going to go through low ori faith beyond fy tianming Mm -hmm. It's uh, China's getting back into it. I think. Yeah. I think China's going to be a legitimate threat because I also think maybe some of the other regions are. Maybe they're just going to decline faster than China will. I don't know. Is China a threat because like six people came out of retirement in the last year, <laughs> and now they've just reconfigured good teams again? Getting Faith Beyond back definitely helps. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also like, it's kind of like the same thing with like the C players coming back, like the retired players coming back. How many of them are actually going to be championship material? You know, probably not most of them. Probably. Not I bet Ame will. I bet Ame will. He's got the dog in him, right? Eh, maybe I don't know. He might not. He's like married. Uh, He's got a bunch of money. How much? Yeah. Faith, if I mean faith beyond, what is he coming back for? That's the question. To play with his what friends. What is he coming back for? I mean, because he he obviously left the Chinese scene for reasons, right? They did not treat him or his wife very well. So he's going back. What's what's his motivation? I don't know. Is I'm, it to beat old teammates? Is it to to re reignite the some friendships that he had? Is it because he might be able to slam dunk like a couple hundred thousand dollars this year without working that hard? Yeah, if that's his motivation, then you know, like um, it's probably not championship material. You know, it's probably not old faith beyond who carries you to a ti victory. But I'm excited to see Faith Beyond again because he was—he has long been my favorite offlaner uh, to watch. Nobody has really replaced him in my like view of offlaners and my esteem for them. You know, because hmm. like Universe got replaced by Faith Beyond, and then Faith Beyond who replaced him? Nobody, nobody, nobody? really like. There are definitely players who have been. Very good, uh, but I—I'll I'll just say it. Zai did not replace him for me. Zai never reached higher heights than Faith Beyond did when it comes to like personal play. I guess. Now maybe that's a, blasphemy. You're, you're not an ace guy. Uh, ace is very good, but he has a style, you know, and. I, I don't know, man. No, no, nobody has reached the heights of Faith Beyond. 
I'm, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Not a single offlaner. They're, all of them are fantastic in their own ways, but Faith Beyond for me was like untouchable at one point in time. So, well, I'll have to get the recap of if he's still looking untouchable from you in six months, and if you can if you can rekindle your fandom. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is. And you know, I I'm not really a fanboy for many people, but I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I might have been a Faith Beyond fan. I think you might have been a little bit. Just, 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 just like a little bit. Just, just like a little bit. I still remember. I, I had in my notes for TI6. TI6. X. TI6. The, uh, my wings thing. Faith mm-hmm. Beyond. I didn't write much about him. I just said, best offlaner? Question mark. <laughs> How did that pan out? <laughs> it panned out pretty well then. <sighs> I, yeah. You're right. There's a th- there were some other people who were shuffling around a little bit, which I think is going to make some of these qualifiers a bit interesting. Um, Tundra dropped the TSM Undying squad and has yeah. and has replaced them with uh, some. <laughs> I mean, Thompson stayed on the team, but they 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 have built a team around Thompson. Yeah, what <laughs> fucking. <laughs> they got that Thompson t- contract, man, and they're just like, "How do we make this work? We have fucking Thompson. How do we fucking get players around them?" Now they've got nine class and white mon, uh, I guess. Uh, I didn't even know those happen. Whatever, man. Like, uh, I want to talk about rosters. Actually, I mean, oh, fuck, fuck all these rosters. Yeah, they're moving around, shuffling around a little bit. Maybe we'll see what they actually look like in like one to two months. But none of them now, impress me. Like, that, that's my note. None of them feel mm. impressing right, impressing right now. Yeah, I, I feel like outside of China. Are, yeah, yeah, because there was no uh, DPC and there was no like hard lock. It feels like there's a lot of teams that are just like kind, a lot of tier two teams that are in this kind of like flux. Like, nah, maybe this is a roster, maybe it's not, you know. And they're just uh, still figuring things out because they have that luxury, they have that liberty to do so. Uh, I don't know exactly what ESL's rules are for uh, for you know how much you can switch up your team and still keep your points, but uh, either way, ESL stuff hasn't started and it's not going to start for a bit now. Uh, they have to wait until what? I guess the Dream League qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really the only tournament, uh, only structure, or the only infrastructure in Dota esports right now that is providing some sort of rule set around teams and player changes. I think. You mean to tell me you have no opinions on this new Nigma situation? No, I uh, no. They obviously <laughs> like missed a fucking player. They obviously missed at least one player because they have RMN playing for them, which I've watched that guy play for a very long time. But he was a coach that they obviously slotted into a player slot because they had this whole announcement. Well, we're gonna post our roster before the new year, and then the new year came around. They still never posted their roster. Obviously, something fell through. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some drama behind the scenes. You know, that's that, I need a podcast on that. That's what I need to know. What's going on? What's going on there? Give me some investigative journalist. You know, somebody somebody probe those depths. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, fucking know about that whole situation. That's another fucking team that I don't know if they've got it in them to win. 
because I think their org is very well funded and paying them lots of money. It's another one of those things. Is like, why how would many they of those guys still pay them mon- so much money though? Like that's I know that they kind of came up together and were a big thing, and they're like you know investing so much in the Mena region. But like, why why are you still giving Kuroki a payday, M- Mister John Nigma? John Nigma. Well, so yeah, I mean, because he fucking owns owns the orc. I don't know. Listen, I'm just talking out of my ass for this this sort of thing. I'm just saying that like there's a lot of money coming out of that region in general, and uh, that organization specifically. I don't know if they're trying to to win. Maybe maybe Curl will call me up and fucking you know scold me. And be like, look, motherfucker, I'm I'm trying to win another TI championship. Maybe, you know. But I'm not I'm not convinced that all of those players on that roster are still trying to to win tournaments, you know. We'll see. Is Puppy still trying we, to win tournaments? Who? Is Puppy still trying to win tournaments? Uh I mean I, I think so. Yeah. Yo, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk more and more rosters. I want to talk about. I want to talk about games of the future, Joey. Dude, <laughs> this is what I need investigative journalism on. We were, we were like before the show started going. Oh, what's what's on the computer? What should we talk about? What should we do this? And if you go to like the main Dota two Liquipedia landing page, you get games of the future, a tournament that I was not made aware of, a tournament that if you search it on Reddit, there is a single Reddit post from five days ago with seven upvotes that says, what is this thing? And there's just no information about this event that allegedly is an offline LAN in Russia. What's going on dollars. here? For a million dollars. For a million dollars. dollars. So they're actually going to get teams there. Maybe they won't get all of the prestigious teams, but they will get teams there because apparently they have a million dollar prize pool, which their previous event, they're they're sponsored by some uh they're sponsored by some company that's trying to do basically land centers with a fucking playground. They have this some dumb fucking copyrighted fidgetal word that they use a lot, which is combining the physical and the digital. They're basically saying, come to our fucking playground. You can train your, your, your fucking hockey skills and play Dota at the same time. You know, like that. that's apparently they've got a chain of these fucking things, right? Their previous event had a prize pool of $44,000 USD. This one has a million dollars. I understand there's some there's some money being thrown around. Uh, perhaps some of this money is uh, in some of the tournaments that are coming up. There's a lot of money being thrown around. A lot of investments happening into organizations here that like are getting flush with cash, so they're able to do some of these sort of things. Maybe this is another example of that, <laughs> but it's. It looks pretty ridiculous. It looks pretty fucking ridiculous. I'm seeing I'm seeing 63 regional branches of physical spaces on this website. This might be something that like we're ignorant to that like anybody from fucking Moscow would be like, yeah, this thing's huge. But like, 
What? <laughs> what? And what is fidgetal? And why is it PHGTL? And, and how much money laundering is going on in our esports? <laughs> I mean, enough to allegedly get LGD and G2 to go there because uh, they say there's two invited teams and two qualified teams from some other time but uh, we're seeing a what's this a uh, 16 team land tournament that is supposed to be happening in five or six weeks from now in russia like what <laughs> can you feel holy 16 shit, teams? It, it, it's just around the corner you're right holy fuck i didn't see the start date <laughs> what is this if anybody knows anything about this let me know also what the fuck <laughs> You know what the worst part about uh, some of this is that there, I th- I think there's going to be a, there seems to be randomly a lot of money being thrown around in some of these organizations, uh, and it's going to go to big prize pools and nothing else. I I I don't think. Some of these organizations, we'll see. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I don't think some of these organizations, some of these tournaments are actually going to try and make a good broadcast, which you would think in a sport and an entertainment field that the viewer would be pretty important, but uh, maybe they just have different objectives with throwing these events <laughs> what the fuck is going on man so none of it's gonna trickle down to me that's the that's the important part that's the important part i'm trying to say here is that if there's all this money being thrown around but none of it ends up in my fucking pocket and that's my problem with this <laughs> my problem is that the viewers are going to get a bad experience because That's what none I of that I money the viewers yeah. i'm trying to fight for the viewers and the the you know the safety and equality of our esport the viewer the viewer first and that's why they should put on good broadcasts and hire me because i fight for you the viewer <laughs> <laughs> Games of the future. What kind of bullshit is this? I don't even see any crypto sponsors. I don't even see any betting sponsors. Fascinated. Where even is Kazan? Yeah, it's probably Diesel Chance. It just fucking doesn't end up happening. <laughs> Which right? would be wild for other reasons. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, they have they 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 had a, two qualifiers where they've got two teams that don't have a roster and two invited teams who also don't have a roster. Nope. Nope. It's a, it's a ghost land right now. You know, it's like those ghost cities in China, you know, nobody lives in. That's what this is. It's got to be ghost land. All, all of these named organizations, but no actual Dota players. <laughs> that sounds good for the orcs. They can just, they can just take the check. No one gets to watch the games. They can just pretend yeah. who wins, you know? Yeah, they get exposure. They they make up a, a placement that they got at this land. Yeah, we got fucking third at uh, at uh, Games of the Future. Uh, you could check it out on their website. Yeah, we, we made fucking 200 grand from that event. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that you're not going out to Russia in a couple weeks? <laughs> I haven't heard from it yet, you know? 
but hey, my my you, my email is public. <laughs> Will entertain any and all offers, but it's in order to get me to Russia, you're gonna need a fucking big old bag of cash. Let me tell you that I'm gonna need the biggest bag of cash because you know, like half of that has to go to charity to Ukraine. So. You're gonna need to pay me so much money. God, now, now you just secured yourself outside of a job because someone from the government is listening to the podcast. You, you just said the U word, and now uh, you know you're on a you're on a list. They're like, wait a minute, why that guy's gonna give money directly to Ukraine? What the fuck, dude? I can't. I can't. Um, well. If people are looking for uh, if, if people are looking for more of you talking into a microphone with other people who might not be me, uh, where where do they go check out the show that you're doing with uh, with Insania and Quinn? So you can check out my YouTube. Uh, my YouTube has both the Cap and Blitz podcast as well as this new one on it. It's at Capcast on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then you can also check out my other channel at Cap cast clips i think i think that's the other one and that's where the i'm trying to make the the viral content you know do do the the shorts do the shorts get a lots lots of viewers my shorts have been doing all right you get thousands of sent thousands of views this podcast already has 3.5k views in a day that's pretty good that's that's pretty good in a day and a half granted i <laughs> I fucking I'm putting out shorts advertising this thing. I did an AMA the trying to advertise this thing. You know, uh, I'm I'm really trying to push it because I feel like this 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 is something that could be pretty successful uh, given the the people involved, Quinn and Aiden. I feel like they've got a pretty good pull. You know, yeah, you got really heavy pull there. Yeah, I'm just gonna latch myself onto. Uh, popular Dota pro players, and you know, because they're they're lazy and busy, you know. At the same time, they're lazy. They're not going to do anything outside of playing Dota. They're busy. They're fucking playing Dota, right? So I, I give them this offer of I will make you a podcast. You just have to show up for an hour and buy new microphones. <laughs> I gave them a whole list. <laughs> I did. I gave them. I was like, "Here's your options." I gave them the mic arm. I gave them the 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 the, the th- like three or four different microphone options. I was like, "Here's everything you need." You, I know both of you motherfuckers can afford it, so you better do that. <laughs> and Aiden's like, "I'm in Sweden. This is gonna cost way more." And you're like, "I don't care." No, actually, Aiden said, "Actually, I think my girlfriend already has this stuff." I was like. You didn't pull it out for the podcast? Come on, man. <laughs> Both of them are using their fucking headset mics. Oh, so they sound all crunchy. What are people... What are breathing people, noises. Mm, I love the breathing noises. I do edit those out of ours. Uh, what are people like? Like people a little taste like, well, what did you guys talk about? Why, why should they go listen? Uh, well, the... We, Aiden actually... Uh, Aiden and I talked about this beforehand, um, which was that... We are not going to be talking, similar to this podcast, we are not going to be talking about the nitty and gritty of Dota 2 as much and aiming more for sharing stories and experiences of players uh, from events and 
you know, team stuff and that sort of thing. So the idea being more to give you a look inside of uh, their personalities and their experiences being a competitor in Dota 2. And I'm going to use those two to get other people mm. on the podcast. There's a lot of using. Well, I'm going to use them a lot. <laughs> use their, their poll both on the general audience as well as other pro players. Because the name is all chat for the mm -hmm. podcast, right? Mm -hmm. The idea being that people on opposite teams are communicating with each other. So I'm going to get that guy from Liquid and that guy from Gaming Gladiators to get that guy on, you know, Tundra. I'm going to get Topson from Tundra and Samail from Nigma, And I'm going to get a uh, fucking Collapse from Spirit. That's very ambitious, all of those. But, you know, like, that's the goal. That's the goal. No, those are people you should be striving for. That is that is all obtainable. Aiding, yes. aiding and, and grab every one of those people. Yes, and the hope is, that's why I pushed the, the first episode so far, is that, like, it's successful enough that naturally the audience, they then at people, and there's a, there's a general uh, social pressure and... A uh, and a benefit to coming on the podcast, you know, people like it, and so you should be on it too. But what it reaches like a you know all things, it's like Joe Rogan, right? And Joe Rogan podcast it was the most popular podcast. It was able to get enough poll to like get important people on, and then that because he got important people on, it just remained the the most popular podcast and became bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to Joe Rogan this thing. So you're going to start doing MMA and become a weird libertarian and get really buff and have a very successful Joe Rogan show with a bunch of Dota people to not talk about Dota stuff. I'm going to get some mail in a fucking room to smoke some weed with me. That's what I'm going to get. <laughs> you imagine? You imagine how many views would that would get? That's my fucking... I'm trying to get my Elon Musk smoking a fucking doobie on camera. That's what I'm trying to get out of this. I think... Uh, you can grab RTZ for that. <laughs> I already tried to sell it to Kick. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is actually only half a joke. I was just like, yo. <laughs> I was like, is there any way RTZ would be interested if we could sell it to Kick? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to get something out of this. We'll see. You will. Make it work. Do the work, make it work. But uh, yeah, uh, go, go listen to go listen to All Chat. You can go at, it's, it's at CapCasts on YouTube. You can look it up. The thumbnail yeah. has, you know, Quinn doing his, his, his I'm listening to you pose. Yeah, I made a good fucking title. <laughs> You'll never have more fans than Liquid. We got a good thumbnail. We got fucking short videos coming out from the, the fucking podcast. You know, I one yesterday, did the AMA tomorrow, put another one out there tomorrow, or t uh, did the AMA today, another video tomorrow. I've got a fucking schedule. This man's doing work. I'm fine. He's I'm got fucking, a spreadsheet. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Not really. No, I'm not that organized, but. Oh, you should probably get a spreadsheet. We can talk about that. I've got a mental spreadsheet. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to get, get a real spreadsheet. It'll help. It'll help. <laughs> Uh, can and then can people like uh like on if they want to just add it on Spotify or iTunes or all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's on. Uh, as I think it's on Apple and Spotify. I don't know if it's on any of the other podcasting platforms because I had some troubles. New some of these platforms are very reluctant when it comes to new podcasts. 
but I got it onto Apple. I got it onto Spotify. I felt like those were the yep. the important ones. That's so where most people you can find them us. in those. And the audio is better on those than on the video because for some reason there was a fucking weird bug where like Quinn's audio was just randomly quieter than the others. And there was, and even though I had a separate audio track, I could not replace the audio because they were different play times. I would like sync it up and then like fucking five minutes later it would be off again. I was just like, I'm not fixing this. I can I'm I'm not going through the effort of cutting up every thirty seconds to fucking line it up. I'm just I just won't do that. No, I refuse. You guys can listen to the podcast with Quinn slightly fucking quieter than the others. The sample rate of the audio record was probably different than the sample rate of the video record. It's like it's like a whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Fun. I can help you with that later. But go. Um, okay. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit the stop recording button, and then I'm going to immediately take my phone out of my pocket, and then I'm going to follow uh, All Chat on Spotify, and then I'm going to leave mm-hmm. a review on Apple mm-hmm. and Spotify, like you should oh, 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 Hold up, hold up. Whoa. No, no, no. No? I, I had that problem this morning. I also followed the podcast this morning to, to rate it. You have to listen to it first. <laughs> oh, well. So I put it on 3.5 speed and fucking run through that podcast. And then once it was done, then I was able to, to, to give it the five stars. So you have to do take that little extra step. Well, I know, I know that people who have listened to 15 minutes of us doing whatever the fuck we just did are probably also more than interested in listening to an hour of you hanging out with people who are much more eloquent than myself. So uh, they should, like they have done for us in the past many moons ago when, when we begged for it, like if, if you're an OG, if you have helped us by giving a review, same shit applies. Please uh, go follow all chat. Go give it a review after you listen to it. Click the YouTube thumbnail if you see it. Help Cap on his content journey because you know yeah right nice podcast very cool yeah nice podcast very (laughs) cool that's what i would say and you know he's cool so yeah 